You're listening to your superpowered mind on the Superpower Up podcast, the show that investigates the innate power within your brain to create lasting change. Hi, everyone. Welcome to your superpowered mind. I'm your host, Kristen Maxwell. And in this show, we explore the process of transformation and give you tools and strategies you can use to transform your own life. Today, we're exploring a topic that is going to interest everyone, productivity and time. Our guest today is Penny Zanker, and we're going to be talking about the power of perspective and time management. Penny Zanker, she is an international speaker, a business strategy coach, and best-selling author. She has a fascinating background. She's developed and sold the multi-million dollar business and has acted as Tony Robbins' strategic business coach. Now, Penny is one of America's leading experts in the psychology of productivity, teaching people how to eliminate distraction and manage time to gain balance and fulfillment in their lives. So, Penny, welcome to your superpowered mind. Thanks, Kristen. It's great to be here. It's fun. I want to dive right in with my first question which is what superpower did you uncover as a result of mastering your mind? Well, you know, recently I actually discovered it about a year ago. I mean, I've, I've been building it, my superpower, and then I'll tell you what it is. But I think it's interesting that when we look back, when we finally realize what it is, we can see the puzzle pieces and how they come together and, and how that became your superpower. So I, I just recently uh, had to pick it apart as well to understand what were the dimensions of it. But my superpower, you mentioned it in the intro, is maintaining perspective. It's, it's perspective. And I, you know, whenever we think of what our superpower might be, sometimes like it's a, like, you know, like, does everybody else see what a huge superpower it is? And, and maybe they don't, but the power of perspective is, has been life-changing for me. And I know that every client that I work with and every audience that I talk to, they get it. They get it. And I, you know, I'd, I'd love to tell you more about it. And I want to leave you open for what kind of questions, but that's, that is the superpower, which is the power of perspective. That sounds amazing. And yes, would you tell us a little bit more? What do you mean by perspective? How do you use it? And how, how has it changed your life? That's a whole series of questions right there. Yeah, right there. Right there. So I like to use in the way I describe it, and then we can see the impact it has, is if we take a Rubik's Cube, right? And And everybody can go out and buy a Rubik's Cube and put it on their desk so that they can have a reminder of the power of perspective. And if, if you were to look at that, my perspective is only one of the colors of the, of the six sides, right? Mm-hmm. And when we're stressed out, we only see our perspective. And our failure to see, you know, then we might see things worse than they are or better than they are, but we're not really seeing how it is in the big picture. Mm-hmm. And, and also, we're also not accepting like what's going on with us and very often it's where we might be in a place of blame or criticism. And so when we, when we can open up and see the big picture and take in the different perspectives, which would be all the other sides of the cube, then, you know, then, and only then do we really gain true perspective. So it's, you know, when I'm missing perspective, then I think about how do I open up my perspective? What am I not seeing? What other sides do I need to consider? 
I kind of look at it also as the ABCs of of perspective. So if I just, you know, Mel Robbins has the five, four, three, two, one, right. To get you right. into action. Yes. So in this case, it would be the ABC a being my position. So whatever I'm experiencing, I can see my position, but then I can take the opposing party. So if I'm in a conflict or I'm uh, looking at a client or, you know, I'm talking to one of my kids, uh-huh. you know, this could be in any context of our life. Then I get to step into their shoes for a moment. That's the B Mm -hmm. and look into their perspective. And maybe there's, you know, other perspectives as well. And that's where the C comes in is the rest of the Rubik's cube. So uh, is understanding what are all the other elements that are a part of this. So if I'm talking to a client, it might be, you know, um, market expectations. It might be competition, right? There might be other aspects that I need to take a step back and see what I'm not seeing, see what I'm missing, what both parties might be missing if, if we're talking about a conflict or an interaction. And so that has changed my life in that it's emotional intelligence. I mean, this is the key to emotional intelligence because instead of getting angry or upset at a particular situation, I take a step back and I take a look at the big picture. I accept and own my position, and then I get to say, okay, let's look at the other aspects and dimensions of this before I decide what it means. And so, you know, that it just, I've, I've been in really difficult uh, business negotiations and a partner that wasn't delivering uh, what was agreed, mm-hmm. and I needed an end result. And it was part of a much bigger company that I was a part of. And this was a delivery for our biggest and most important client. And it had that failed, you know, our company could actually have been, you know, affected and gone down as a result of it, because it was a very, very large deal. And this supplier, uh, I could have gotten angry with them, and that could have ruined our relationship. So I had to take a step back and maintain this perspective and, and see how I could, you know, more keeping the, the big picture, the result in mind, how could I better communicate with them, understanding what their position might be and, and not being too focused on mine. So that's just a, one example, you know, right. I have examples with my kids and examples with every area of my life, how it's just um, created greater emotional intelligence. That is, is really um, a great visual. I mean, it's really, really does stick with you, the idea of, okay, I've got one side of Mm -hmm. colors and, okay, where are the other colors? And that's where it is. Sometimes it is so hard to remember to zoom out. And you know what I'm going to do? We have to take a break and I want to go deeper into what you were saying. So let's break now. But before we do, uh, can you tell listeners where they can learn more about you and your work? Yeah, absolutely. They can uh, go in to the website p10app.com. That's 10 is in the number 10. And uh, they can find out more information uh, about my programs and different aspects of what I'm doing. Uh, I also have a blog and you can post this up on the, on the, uh, you know, on the show notes and everything, the blog called tug of war with time.com as well. Oh, great. Thank you. We're going to take a break now. We have been talking to Penny Zinker about the power of perspective and time management. And when we come back, we're going to go a bit deeper into how do we actually um, 
own and accept our own position and those of the people around us. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer learning, intensive one-on-one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to your superpowered mind, and we are talking to Penny Zanker about the power of perspective. And I want to go back to one of the, the first things you said, which was about Getting when we see our own perspective, and one of the things you you referred to was accepting and owning your own position, mm-hmm. and that's where I see a lot of people struggling. And I personally, myself, it is with in terms of being critical or blaming or how did I get into this situation? How how do you um? What do you suggest for people to? to even just accept their own position? Well, I I think it's look for those kinds of comments, right, in ourselves. Like one time, you know, here I talk about time management and productivity, right, as a a mindset and as as a strategy. And, And I heard myself at this leadership course that I put myself into, I said, I don't have the time. And I thought, that's a bunch of BS, right? I caught myself because I'm making an excuse. And it's not that I didn't have time, right? I have to own that, recognize the excuse, and then say, no, it's this isn't a priority. And you put your foot in here, and you either decide to be two feet in or you decide to get out. So I kind of just become more aware of, you know, is this an excuse, what I'm saying? Or, you know, just be more conscious of the, of the words and, and what I'm saying around my circumstance. It's, it's kind of just, just owning it. Yes. I don't know. It just comes with practice, right? And the and the sooner that you, the more that you do it, the faster you recognize your own excuses. Yes, that is, I love this because it is, there is this way in which we talk to ourselves and we sugarcoat things even our, in our own head. It's hard to really tell the truth on ourselves because one of the ways that I notice that it comes up for myself and for my clients often is they're often mothers and Mm -hmm. they have these careers that are very important to them. And on the one hand, they are caught between the two competing priorities and yet catching yourself on where are you using it as an excuse? Where are you saying, Oh, I can't do this because it takes me away from my family versus Ooh, I'm a little bit scared to step in and do that. Right. I totally right. And I'm, I'm, you know, been a single mom for a number of years and, and I had this guilt too, right. Of, Oh, well, you know, if I'm off traveling or doing this, then I'm taking time away from my, my kids and, and, and somewhere in there, there's a balance. So we either sugarcoat things or we beat ourselves up, right. There's kind of no in between. (laughs) And, and, and we, that's why the, the Rubik's cube, right. Is seeing the perspective. Well, what if, going after my dreams and doing something 
and adding more value to the community and, and to the world is setting a great example for my kids. What, what if it's that? And what if I focus on the quality time that we have together and, and make that time, right? It's how we show up for the time we have. You know, you can be there, but you can be on your phone the whole time. Well, you know, you, you, you might as well not be there, right? Right. <laughs> so I, I think we just need to be more conscious of, of those things and then see the big picture and, and what is it that we want to accomplish with our children and what is it that, you know, how do we have our cake and eat it too? Because we can. Right. I, I love this. And there's a way in which it's really needing to be super honest with yourself and looking at, at your values and, and really just ascertaining, okay, well, maybe, you know, what is the belief that I have? Do I think it's impossible? How can I create a situation so this is possible? Um, and working with your children on that and right. your own dreams. I love that. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, my pleasure. And what if on the Rubik's Cube, right, if you use that as an example, right, um, what are other people doing and how are they making it work, right? So that might be another spot on the Rubik's Cube or what are some other strategies and belief systems to look at? So it's just getting outside of our own thinking and, and that opens up so much. Right. So what do you do if you've got people or even in your own self where you're really resistant to um, – to actually even seeing other people's positions. Like you're so stuck in your knowing you're right that you can't even see the possibility that other people are right. Do you come across that? <laughs> yeah, I come across that. And I've been in situations that that same leadership program, I was in resistance for a while. Um, you know, the way they were doing it, I didn't like it, right? I had all these things, all these points of resistance. And, um, you know, I, I think the biggest thing is, is asking ourselves, what's it costing us, this resistance? Because mm -hmm. we feel it. We feel it in our body. Like, like for me, I was like, I don't normally get this aggressive or angry inside. Like there were points where I was like, I was like seething. And I had to go, this is ridiculous. Like this, is, what is this? Mm -hmm. Right? So I think we need to recognize when we come up upon anger, sadness, hurt, fear, or guilt. Um, those unproductive emotions, it's good to feel them, right? And it tells us that something's not right and or we're processing something and it's triggering something. So when I realized that I was in that point of, you know, of, of anger, then I had to say, well, you know, what's it costing me, this resistance? And getting connected with what it's costing me gets me in a better position to make a better choice, so that's why I said I was in it or I was out of it. So I think that that is a really good strategy for people when they when they recognize the resistance to ask them what it's costing them and then to make a choice. And then once you make a choice or a decision, then you can be free of of that because you're you made the choice. It's not like I feel like I have to be here. Right. That's where resistance comes from. Sometimes is you feel like you're in a have to situation mm -hmm. versus I chose this now. Now that you know that you chose it, how can I make the best of it? Right. And it's really consciously choosing it on all levels. And it, so just because I always like examples. So, for example, what was your thought process on what it was costing you, you know, as you had the anger? Can you walk right. us through that thought process? Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was that anger 
towards that situation was filtering into, you know, into my home life and the way that I was the tone and the way that I was talking to my boyfriend and and to my kids. And that was unacceptable. Mm. Right. And I, I wouldn't have given myself that conscious awareness unless I asked myself that question. Right. And, and looked at what was being affected. Um, I spent money for this course. I was wasting my money if I wasn't going to be fully in it because I wasn't fully participating and I wasn't accepting the method. And I decided, you know, to just trust the process. So I, I made a clear decision that I was, I was going to trust it and embrace it and, and just really learn as much as possible. So it was costing me time. It was costing me money. It was costing me energy because it was a three month program. Mm-hmm. So it was a significant amount of time. And I was about halfway through and I decided, you know, are you going to throw away all the time that you've spent in here so far? And, and maybe I would, if that, if that was the, um, if that was the idea, but I came to the conclusion that, that I'm resisting perhaps because uh, it's different. It's a different method or a different way, but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to gain tremendous value and that it was time for me to either decide to get the value or to leave the situation. I mean, and that could be for anything, right? It could be for divorce. Uh, I've been through that exact situation with divorce. And, and so it, it doesn't matter the situation. It's always identifying uh, you know, what it's costing you so that you can get clear to decide what your next steps are. I love that. And so because one of the things I always like to do for my listeners is give them some sort of practical or actionable tip that they can take away or question they can ask themselves. Mm-hmm. What would you say? Where would they start? Where would you start? If, say, we'll go back to the example of feeling really torn between your family and career? Is there a question? Well, so I, I think the idea to start with, you know, maybe when you're torn with something, there's resistance. Mm-hmm. So they're resisting the situation that they have both. It, it is what it is. So, so I would say the first thing is acceptance that it is what it is. You have both of these and you're not making a choice one or the other. And you don't have to make a choice one or the other. There isn't, you know, when people talk about the one thing, you know, that's BS. We, we've got various different things that we, that are important to us in our life. And we don't have to just have one thing. We don't just have to have a family. And that means we can't have a career. So the, the thing to get rid of is that resistance, that guilt or whatever the feeling is that's coming up and then decide, you know, from, from that acceptance. And as I said, you can ask the the question, what is it costing you? What is that resistance costing you? Well, it's costing you in both areas because you're not able to give your best energy on either side. Mm -hmm. So once you ask that, then you can kind of relax into, um, you know, identifying what would the ideal situation look like and how can you make both, how can you make both work? I I guess it would be that question is how can I make this happen Mm -hmm. versus why doesn't this work or, (laughs) you know what I mean? So how can I? Yes. That uh, as you're talking, what I love and what I want uh, really the listeners to, to, clue into is the accepting of the situation. There's almost even a relief in just sort of saying, oh, I do have this situation. I have both work and I have my home life. 
And I have both of these and stop fighting against it. So many of us are sort of like, wait, this isn't right. Even in the background, even if we want both of them, there is some sort of way we're fighting against ourselves. So I love that recognition part of that. It's the most important part because that's what keeps us. If we don't make that acceptance and that ownership, and when I say ownership, it means not only to recognize it, but then to, to decide that you're going to, you're going to work with it, right? Instead of complain about it. Right. <laughs> so, you know, so, so that's really the key. And it could be the same as if you've got a boss that you don't like. Well, it is what it is. You know, you can choose to stay and work with that boss and decide what you can respect about that boss and how, you know, by understanding them, understand better how you can work with them or you can leave, right? So if you've got a a work and family situation, then you get to own it by deciding uh, and understanding what what is it that I want to create at home and what is it that I want to create at work. And by by that next step and owning it and understanding, then your actions become clearer. And I think it's when you're in the resistance part that you don't have – you don't have any clear direction. And so because you don't have clear direction, it's easier to, to stay in that resistance. Right. I love that. It makes it so clear um, where to go and, and starting just, okay, so here I am. Here are the both of these things. And I, I want to go back a little bit more. And um, what do you do? How do you help with your own self or even with your clients when they're in a position and they're just beating themselves up. Like I am doing this so wrong. There's nothing right about me. Is there um, a way that you walk them through that sort of accepting their position? That makes sense. Um, Well, what's happening in our brain, right? Is that when we are beating ourselves up, or focusing on whatever uh, is not going well, it's mm-hmm. because our brain goes into fight, flight, or freeze mode. And when we do that, we see, if, if you were to imagine my arms out over each side, that on one side, if I'm focused on what um, I am not happy with, then that's what I'm going to get more of, or what's not working, right? But there's always a few things that are working. So I could shift my head and look to the other side and focus on what's working and then I'd feel better and I'd get more of that. So we just have to be aware that that's kind of what's happening is we're deleting all the good stuff in our life, all of our resources that we have available to us, whether they're external or internal. And, and then we get to uh, figure out a way to shift it for some people that could be as simple as, um, as working out regularly or meditating can help them to be in a more resilient place than, than, than right. focusing on what's not working. It, it could be like sometimes I'll give people an exercise to, um, to write in, in a gratitude journal. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I do something, you know, back to, let's say, a time management principle is, you know, how people do to-do lists. And at the end of the day, you feel so, like, deflated because you didn't get everything done on your to-do list, right? And your focus is... <laughs> Your focus is on what you didn't do versus what you did do. So I started to practice before I plan for the next day of what I'm going to do. Um, I review what I did do. And I said, look at that. I did write two articles and, 
you know, contact three clients and, and I look at what I did do and what I did to move myself forward in each and every area. And I give myself a little bit of recognition. And then I can look at the other side of what's not working, right? So if we can, if we can celebrate the things that did work, the things that we are grateful for uh, on one side, it'll help us to review those things that aren't working a little bit more objectively like that. Again, that's coming back to the Rubik's cube is how can we be more objective? Right. And maybe that's another great question to ask. You said you're, you're looking for questions for people. So if they find themselves in where they're focusing on all the negative, maybe they can just ask them that question and look, you know, and have a Rubik's cube as a reminder is how can I, you know, how can I maintain more perspective? How can I be more objective? Oh, that is great. That is lovely. And one of the things that's been so interesting in terms of just the research they're doing um, in terms of the brain and the way I like to look at it is you've got these paths that your brain goes down, whatever they are, the, con the connections. And it used to be, I'd say, oh, a gratitude journal, what a silly idea. But what you're literally doing is training your brain to go down different train tracks. That's the way I visualize them. Instead of automatically going through everything that's wrong, it is building the muscle of and the path of looking for what's right. Absolutely. It changed my life. Doing a I started a gratitude journal uh, 15 years ago when I was going through my divorce. Mm -hmm. So somebody had suggested to me that I did the opposite, right, and write down all those terrible things that you know, that happened to me and, you know, all of that. And so, yeah, I could wallow in my own pity, right? right? And both were reality. Like, it was reality. There were things that I was justified, you know, in writing. But all you do when you focus on it and you tell the story and, you know, whatever it is, complaining, criticizing, blaming, all of that, you're, um, you're, you're building it up. It's getting bigger and bigger and it's taking up more energy and more space. And that's what you're going to experience more. And so you're going to be in that kind of energy, which is toxic versus I started a gratitude journal and it was hard some days mm -hmm. to really find things that I was grateful for. But as you said, I built that muscle and I'm able to find more quickly all the things that I'm grateful for. And it, it makes me approach everything from a different energy. And when I experience something from, the gratitude energy, I'm going to give it a different meaning and I'm going to get a different result than when I experience it from a, a more toxic energetic perspective. And that's, that's what I talk about when I talk about showing up for your time is, you know, is get yourself in the right state of mind to start whatever it is that you're doing, because it makes all the difference. We all know that we, you know, we can get things done really, really quickly. It's just that those times that we don't, we're not focused on how we're managing our energy. Right. Ah, that's beautiful. And I, I love hearing again and again how really people have been able to change, change their lives by changing their focus through the gratitude and such. It's, it's, um, it's really, really great to hear. Because I think I, having been somebody who used to themselves be stuck in that, mm -hmm. it really did also change my life. And when you're stuck in it, you're like, there's no way this is just how I am and who I right. am. Right. Yeah. It's but hard you, when you're stuck, right? Yes, it is. But, but there's also, it's harder when you stay stuck. So a, a good friend of mine, uh, Dr. Tom Duncan, he says, pick your heart. Ha, I love that. 
Right. Pick your heart. There's plenty of them out there and there's plenty of great. So pick your heart. Right. Cause it's hard in the short term to make a, make a change, mm-hmm. but it's even harder when you've been practicing and doing all the things, making bad choices, right. Then it's even harder and, it, and then it affects your health and so forth. So pick your heart. It's hard now or wait and have it be harder later. Right. That's lovely. Well, we are about at the end of our time. I would love to just sit and listen to you, really. Keep going, but <laughs> we don't have the time. Uh, can you remind everybody, once again, where they can find you, learn more about you, and maybe even tell them about uh, your podcast? Yeah, absolutely. So my, uh, my, you can find my podcast and my blog on tugofwarwithtime.com. Uh, my podcast is called Take Back Time, and uh, you can find me on uh, p10app.com for some of my programs and and other materials. Great. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Listeners, thank you for listening, and start looking at your perspectives, looking at where you have resistance to what is going on in your life. And see how that starts to change how you show up. So between now and our next show, go out and remember that you do hold the power to change and to transform your world. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today. 